It is a sport as old as man itself. From the ancient Greeks to the British Empire, all the way to the Gracie family, men and women have partaken in this art of combat with the promise of honor and glory in mind. Now, WFUV Sports will bring you into that realm with in-depth analysis and opinions on the goings-on in the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. This is the WFUV Sports Pound for Pound podcast. And as The Undertaker said the other night, as usual, we are taking souls and digging holes. It is the Pound for Pound podcast on this November 17th, 2016, part two of our preview of this Saturday night's bout between the crusher Sergei Kovlev and the son of God, Andre Ward. Yeah, we had the soldier of God, Yoel <laughs> Romero, when we were doing the UFC 205 buildup. Now we got the son of God. Can I ask you a question, James? What is it? What was up with that uh, beginning line there? Do we take souls on this show? I haven't taken a soul this I'll year. I'll tell you what. I saw the end of that SmackDown. That was a great. Li- that was such a great line from Undertaker. I had to mention that. I am James Cargan. As joined by joining me as always is the voice of God, the professorial. Tom, As our executive producer, Bob Aaron, said when he saw me, I'm rocking the glasses look oh, today. Boy. Very rare look for me, but I wanted to come across as a little bit smarter on this podcast, so I wanted to see if these glasses would help me out a bit. Yeah, he Needing all the help he can get is <laughs> Tom Trizuli. And this Saturday night, I got to tell you, there are so few fights, and I said it last, and I said it in part one, and I'm going to say it again, a legitimate boxing super fight not just a good matchup there's good fights and then there's super fights guys that are at the top of the pound for pound rankings guys that you've been that we've been clamoring to see guys that are both world champions and finally Sergey Kovalev and Andre Ward will meet yeah, there's there's been some good fights in 2016. As you mentioned, there's a huge difference between a good fight and a legitimate super fight that's going to bring a lot of eyeballs onto the product. It's not even close. This is the most anticipated boxing match of 2016. Nothing even comes close to it in a year that's really been a down year for boxing. Everybody's hoping, including us, that this is going to be some sort of ray of light on the sport after UFC had their moment in the sun at Madison Square Garden, and what a night it was. This is boxing's turn to take their chance. The old sport, the old guard gets their chance this Saturday. And it's such an, and it's an interesting matchup as well for me. You know, we love the contrast of styles. This is the classic oh contrast of styles. The slugger, Sergey the Crusher Kovalev, who, by the way, is an underrated boxer. Yeah, he is. He's underrated skill-wise. A lot of people don't talk about it just because of his knockout power. That's obviously what the casual fan and a lot of the time the boxing purist is going to focus on is that he's not a full boxing purist like Andre Ward is. But you don't get to your place in the sport on pure power alone. He's you got to be at least somewhat of a decent boxer, and a lot of people don't give him the credit he deserves in that area. And both men... Um, really haven't been tested. Not recently at all, because you look back, I don't think Kovalev has ever fought an elite-level fighter like Andre Ward. I think the closest he's came, 
He fought a past his prime, a way past his prime, Bernard Hopkins that in 2014. That was terrible. That doesn't count. Terrible. And then even Ward, the last time I think he really got somewhat of a test. Carl Frotch? Carl Frotch in 2011. You beat me to it. Since then, nobody's even come close to that level. Now, Ward, give him credit because he stayed active to prepare for this fight. Of course, he takes a year-long hiatus every week, it seems. He fought three times in five years or five times in three years? Yeah, something Something like that. nuts. Yeah, he fought twice in, like, the last few months alone just to keep himself in fighting shape. It was two 12-round bouts just to get him ready to go 12 rounds this Saturday, and that's an anomaly considering how much time Andre Ward usually takes off. Okay, so here we go. Andre Ward has fought, fought once in 2012. He fought once in 2013 after a uh, 13 after a 14 month layoff. He did not fight in 2014, and he fought once in 2015. Mm-hmm. And so then 2016. He has now fought twice in 2016, twice. both with the intent of tuning up mm-hmm. for this fight. Andre Ward, smart businessman, by the way, uh, with Rock Nation. His as his promoter, he knew that he had done it all at the 168 pound level. Really, po- probably the most decorated 168 pound fighter of all time. I put him and Roy Jones when he was well, fighting Roy in Jones that division. Roy Jones fought only like twice. Yes, but when Roy, like, that's what I'm saying. When Roy Jones was there, maybe he was as dominant. But in terms of over a extended period of time, nobody dominated like Andre Ward. Yeah, I, I would personally. I wouldn't put Jones. In that rank, I would put him in the light heavyweight. Well, that's where he made his name. I'm saying he was successful in that time, though, Roy Jones, when he was in that division. And, of course, Andre Ward, his skill set is so elite, he just is a tactician. Yeah, he's a really crafty, a cunning fighter. Nobody's going to jump out of their seats about his punching power whatsoever, but in terms of pure boxer, he's probably one of the purest boxers in the sport right now and I don't think that's even an arguable point at this at this stage of his career now of course the question can he take the punch that's the question we're going to have the answer to on Saturday and you know Kovalev's going to come out right away try to knock this guy out see if Ward is going to crumble into his shell or he's going to be able to have the head movement and the cunningness and the deception and the head movement to able to avoid Kovalev's punching power. But And that's a question that's going to be answered Saturday. I think the key to this fight is who will get the other fighter to fight their style. I have a note right here. It literally says... Ward cannot get into a brawl with Golovkin. If Golovkin tries to brawl him... Excuse me, Golovkin? I mean, Golovkin. Sergey Kovalev. Yes. If Sergey Kovalev and Ward get into a brawl, it's game over. It's going to be on Ward's part to keep this a boxing match, and then that's where he's going to have his success against Sergey Kovalev. The reason I said Golovkin, maybe looking past this, I still have Golovkin-Canelo Alvarez on my mind, but... That would be the other super fight. Yeah, if this goes well then all the clamoring is going to go for that as well. You know, it's amazing. These guys have been at the top of the sport for a while now. You know, every time these guys fight, we we know that people will be watching. This is the first pay-per-view fight for both men. 
Sergey Kovalev and Andre Ward have never appeared on pay-per-view before. That is amazing to me. It's amazing, and the reason they haven't appeared on pay-per-view is because they haven't had any po- opponents. They've been, they haven't been tested in Ward's case since 2011, and in Kovalev's case, the only big name he ever won against was Bernard Hopkins, at least in recent years. Yeah, Jean Pascal. Jean Pascal somewhat, but then he, he beat Jean Pascal twice. twice. So it's at that point, it's like Jean Pascal isn't that good if you get lost, in, if you lose twice to Kovalev. In a rematch that nobody really wanted right quite frankly. I mean, yeah really it was a, he got TKO'd the first time eight rounds and then he comes back and he beats him in seven again so it's yeah so and another interesting thing is people are some some people are looking at Sergey Kovalev's last performance Isaac Chalembia or Chalemba he fought him in Russia back in July and he went the distance with Chalemba who he should not be going the distance with, and people are saying it was purposely. Yes, he went. Yeah, and I believe that. I mean, Chalemba is a decent opponent, and but he's not on Kovalev's level at all. Kovalev it's, hasn't really been through a twelve round. He went twelve with Hopkins somehow, right? And he's finished all of his other fights, but he he purposely, in my mind, did not finish that fight. He needed a, a sparring partner. A, a glorified sparring partner to work on his boxing, to work on his cutting off the ring, his angles, all the things that would make him be successful against Ward, I think that could pay off. Yeah, it's obviously going to help, but is it enough? Is it too little, too late? Is just purposely, it's got to be purposely. He could have knocked out Chimbel, Chimbel, Chalemba. Chalemba, excuse me, if he wanted to. And it was just, like you said, him getting a sparring partner in there on a public stage. This wasn't in a gym. This was on television in an arena that people paid for, in Russia at least. So I don't know how much it's going to affect it because it's one fight where he went 12 rounds. You're going against a guy in Andre Ward who's been there before. He dominated the 168-pound division. He's been 12 rounds plenty of times in his career. Just in his past two fights, he's been 12 rounds. He goes 12 rounds all the time. He goes 12 rounds almost every fight because he's not a knockout artist. He's a guy that will just outbox you. He's crafty enough just to work his angles and win on points. So I don't know how much of an effect it's going to have. Maybe it'll have somewhat of an effect. You have to think it will, but I don't think it will elevate Sergey Kovalev to the level of Andre Ward stamina-wise, in my opinion. Can Kovalev win this fight on points? I think it's possible, and I say that because Ward has to be wary of inactivity in this way. The way that Kovalev fights, he's more of an action fighter. Ward is more of a points fighter normally, but the way that Kovalev fights, he could land those... Ward can be landing more punches than Kovalev in a round, but Kovalev can land those eye-catching shots that the judges will see, and those are the punches and those big shots. They can give someone a round. That could be the difference between winning and losing a round. That's why I think it is possible that Kovalev could win it on points in spite of the way that Ward fights, which would favor scorecards. Now, I'm looking at the odds, the betting odds for this fight, and I'm a little bit surprised that Andre Ward is the favorite. I'm going to be honest. Andre Ward comes in right now at, by the way, his odds are incredibly close. It's close, yeah. It's not almost, like he's far and away. Almost yeah. a pick em fight. Andre Ward is at minus 145, and the crusher, Sergey Kovalev, 
is at plus 115. It's still odd to see, even though the odds are so close, because you have Kovalev, a a unified champion in this weight division, second pound-for-pound ranked fighter in the world. Andre's at fourth. But like you said, it's almost like a pick I really wouldn't even put so much into the odds. Just coming up with my prediction for this podcast was so difficult because who do you go with? Do you go with the boxer? Do you think the boxer will be able to outlast the power? Or do you go with the brawler who might be able to bring the boxer into his realm and trade punches with him in the middle of the ring, and that will favor him? It's really a pick in my opinion. It's just who you believe is going to be able to pull it out. So I think it's time to pick him with the WBA, IBF, and WBO light heavyweight championships of the world on the line. Essentially the lineal and undisputed light heavyweight championship of the world on the line. Who do you got? Okay, as I was telling you, James, before we went on air, I was like, as the show goes on, I will formulate my opinion as we talk about it. And... I actually, in doing my preparation, I was leaning towards Ward, but now as this show continued, I'm going Sergey Kovalev against the odds because of a couple of things. I think he's going to be able to make Ward fight his style. I think he'll make it at least somewhat of a brawl. He's going to land those eye-catching shots that the judges are going to see. That could be the difference in a round, but really, it is so close. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong, but I'm going Sergey Kovalev, the power puncher, and I think he stops it in the later rounds against Andre Ward. Mm, wow. That would be, I think that would be a bit of a surprise if this were actually to be stopped. It would either be a later round stoppage or decision. Now, Sergey Kovalev, he, by the way, he does have a slight reach advantage. Maybe that can play a factor. Probably not. It's so small. Yeah, and the way that Ward fights, he's such a skilled boxer. He knows how to work around a reach advantage, especially a slight one like that. Here's how I see this one. For me, every time Sergey Kovalev steps into the ring, I don't care if it's who it's against. I don't care if it's against me. I cannot take my eyes off of him when he's in the ring because he's just so thorough. He's such a thorough fighter. He's He just picks guys apart, and Andre Ward does that as well, but I don't think he does that quite to the extent that Sergey Kovalev has. And Sergey Kovalev, you know, Andre Ward, this is still a new weight division for him. What, what has he had, three, four fights this at this weight division? still a new weight division for him. He's had two fights so far at two fights. 175 pounds. And you're going against the king of this division for years now. I... You know what? I just don't see it for Ward. I just don't see him really outpunching Sergey Kovalev. I think once he gets hit a few times, I think the game plan really changes. Well, yeah, that I mean, his game plan obviously going in is going to try to outlast that barrage of punches from Sergey Kovalev, use his angles and be a boxer. What happens when that fails and you get tagged? You're exactly right. That completely changes up the game plan, and that's what leads me to believe that Ward is going to fall into his shell a little bit. Ward is going to try to frustrate Sergey Kovalev. The ideal fight is for Sergey Kovalev to get flustered, 
to get antsy, to try to go for it once he loses a few rounds, and for War to just pick up on that and pick him apart. But I just don't see Sergey Kovalev falling into that trap that Andre Ward is bound to set. I believe that this will not be a finish. This will not be a stoppage. I believe that we will see the scorecards. And I think that the scorecard for me will be 116 to 112, eight rounds to four in favor of the crusher, Sergey Kovalev. And look at that. We purposely did not tell each other our picks. I didn't even have a pick before we went on air, and we ended up having the same one. Hopefully, our great minds think alike for a right prediction this time. We didn't want to go over what we got right and wrong from our 205 preview show. I had a couple of right ones. Oh, we both got the Thompson fight wrong since it was a draw. Yep, (laughs) or a uh, split decision, as Bruce Buffer would refer to it as. Oh, boy, that disaster. Now, let's get to a couple of news and notes. Today, it was revealed that there's a very good chance that the fight between Danny Swift Garcia and Keith One-Time Thurman to unify their respective welterweight championship belts could very well take place in Brooklyn. Look at that. And it was really, I think, bad for the sport of boxing many years ago when Madison Square Garden pretty much became a non-factor in the world of boxing when Las Vegas took over as the hub of the boxing world. And I'm really happy that ever since the Barclays Center opened in 2012, it's become sort of this haven for a renaissance of New York boxing, and it's it's great for people from the New York area like us. Yeah, it, it hurt the sport, I think, for Floyd Mayweather to have all of his fights in the same building every time. You know, like Mike Tyson and Ali would do, they would spread around. Ali, my goodness, he fought he was all over the map at basically every building in the world. Essentially, right. it was it was he. That's why he was a worldwide star. And you look at UFC 205 at the Garden. The energy that was in that building, that brought the pay-per-view regardless of the fights, which obviously there were a lot of great fights on that card, but regardless of how the fights went, the atmosphere was just unprecedented, and that's what's missing when they don't have the fights at the Garden, and maybe the Barclays Center can hopefully become at least close to what the Garden was so many years ago. And I know Al, ha- and Al Heyman, by the way, loves the Barclays Center. I've been to two... PBC events at the Barclays Center uh, uh, featuring both Garcia and Thurman. I went to the Garcia fight against with uh, Lamont Peterson back a few back a couple years ago, and then last year I saw the Thurman Porter fight live. Both great fights, uh, both very close fights. So hopefully, cooler heads prevail, and this fight will end up where it belongs in the BK. And hopefully one of us will be there. Oh, we, we'll both be there. That's for sure. Yes. And one other thing that I want to mention. We don't talk much Bellator not at all. on this show. We do not talk about it at all. The number two MMA promotion in the United States. but unfor- And unfortunately, this fight is going on on Saturday night at 9, which is when the pay-per-view starts for Ward Kovalev. But a great fight, a great MMA fight coming our way uh, between Michael Chandler, who may be the best fighter currently to not have fought in the UFC, and the former UFC lightweight champion, Bendo Benson Henderson. 
are fighting for their lightweight title, a legitimate great MMA fight that would prop that would definitely headline a UFC Fight Night show mm-hmm. is headlining a show on Spike TV. So that I will probably watch at least snippets of that. I'll probably get it after Saturday. I'm not going to watch that live, but it's something I'll probably get to because I would want to see Chandler, how that. I want to see that fight. Yeah, you know? Chandler is a, a very intriguing fighter. As is Benson Henderson. He was one of my favorite guys to watch while he was in the UFC. Of course, he is in Bellator now. Yeah, it's it's great for Bellator and it's great for Spike TV. They're getting, like you mentioned, a UFC at least co-main event level pay-per-view fight on live television in their main event. You gotta wonder what the viewership will be though, because there's a lot of factors in it. We, be some. we just had UFC 205, the biggest card in MMA history. We're going to have the most anticipated boxing match that night on a uh, HBO pay-per-view. So we're gonna see how it goes viewership-wise, but. I always say competition is great no matter what business you're in, and competition would be great for mixed martial arts as well. And with that, we will say farewell to you for today. We are all in deep anticipation for this bout between Kovalev and Ward. They've dubbed it pound for pound. I don't know whether they stole it from us or not. (laughs) They might have. There's a chance. But the winner would definitely be the pound-for-pound king, whoever comes out on Saturday night. And with that, trying to get the music on really quick. You're pulling double duty tonight. That's why it's Uh, extending your arms all over the place. I'm I'm trying to get the music on right now. It's not not coming on. (laughs) You can step away from the mic for a second, figure out what's going on. I can solo the show while you figure that out. So as we head into Saturday night for Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev, pound for pound. Well, it looks like there's going to be no music. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. We can go back to the old days before we had outro music. Okay. Those are the so, first few episodes. For my good partner, the voice of God, Tom Terzuli, my name is James Cargan. For all of us here at the Pound for Pound Podcast and at WFV Sports, we bid you all adieu.